Hello, you beautiful soul. My name is Heaven. I am a Reiki teacher, a spiritual coach, a light worker, and a truth seeker. A large part of my role is to bring awareness to all things spiritual, personal development, and the truths of this world. I am so happy to have you here. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Oh, this feels so good. I was a little sick, so I was not prioritizing the podcast. Truthfully, I did not have the energy. I really had to heal my body. And next week's episode, actually, we're going to get into that more deeply. I'm going to talk about what was going on with my body all of the good juicy details that'll be next week's episode for today's episode i have another beautiful 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 guest and i'm really really excited for this episode this beautiful individual is another person that i went through my business coaching program with and she just carries so much wisdom so much knowledge she is so down to earth and you can really feel that throughout this entire conversation so i'm super excited for you all to be able to meet this beautiful soul there's just something so powerful about interviewing other women especially in the coaching industry and just seeing how how much goodness there is in the world and how much wisdom people carry and i just it's my favorite thing i will never stop wanting to do this i love interviewing other people because it's just like you learn so much and if i'm learning this much i'm so happy to be able to bring all of this forward to you so with all of that being said i'm gonna i'm gonna get right to the interview let's get into this let's meet our beautiful guest for this week the beautiful laney yay okay as you all know because i just hyped her up so much We have this beautiful woman in front of me. So if you want to go for it, introduce yourself, what you do, and kind of how you got to where you're at right now in your journey. You can make that as long or as short as you want to, but the ball is in your court. Go for it, girl. I was going to say, I'm a very long story long (laughs) kind of person. So don't give me this kind of power. Right. So I'm Lainey. I'm an empowerment coach. And what I do is I really work with women in owning their story. And people are like, what does that even mean? Like, why would I want to own my story? And I realized it's because that was the biggest piece of like what held me back for so long. I was like doing the mindset work. I was like saying the affirmations, doing the meditations, like doing all the things that I thought was going to help me escape from my air quotes there escape from my like old life but I realized you you don't escape from your old life you like take ownership of your old life and you grow into the person that you were always meant to be Mm -hmm. so it's just like that's my work is like empowering women to stop trying to run away from something but rather like face it head on and realize how it's all happening perfectly it's like all part of the journey and I know it's really hard for us because we have a lot of shit that's happened, you know, like we all have trauma. We all have things that we've been through that we'd rather not rehash, but it's like in getting to know that part of myself and like really looking at the, the parts that I tried to like hide from other people. It was like where I found like my strength and where I found my gifting and like what I'm meant to share with the world. So it's just like so crazy that the thing you avoid is usually like where you're your superpower lies, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, but that's kind of how I got here. Like a lot of trial and error. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like my coaching journey is, um, is kind of unique in a sense that like, I've been doing this for so long, but like, I've been doing it for so long, very half-assed. So it's just, (laughs) So, cause again, cause like, I was like, I'm just going to put on the coaching hat and I'm just going to dress like the other coaches and act like the other coaches. And you know, it's all going to fall into place. And it Mm -hmm. took me so long to be like, no, like you cannot do this. So I'm finally at the place in my business and my life where I'm like fully and authentically me and so comfortable, like talking about my past and like have just released so much shame and guilt and that's kind of how I got here. So it, I feel like I 
lived through like and fully embody what I teach because like I really have struggled with that for so long so yeah. yeah wow were you always in empowerment coaching or did you kind of shift through that journey yeah so I started off uh being a like a health and fitness coach for like an at-home workout program like right. one of the like the many like MLMs out there I won't <laughs> drop any names on the podcast <laughs> we're all familiar with those we're familiar <laughs> the hey girl hey is like in the dms like all that um but it, yeah, I got like approached to do it. And I literally, like, I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I can finally stop being a nurse. So like it, even like the get-go, like it was escaping something. Like right. it was just like me trying to like, just jump from my life to like a life that looked like nicer and better. Like I always say, like I jumped from like one hamster wheel to like a really shiny bedazzled one, like right. the hamster wheel of like spirituality and like personal development. And yep. like, I was just like affirmations, mindset, like meditation, like read a book every day. Like, you know, all the things that like everyone tells you, like, this is what you need to be doing. And it just, you, you'd be surprised like how sneaky, like well, maybe you wouldn't be because you're in this work too, but like, it's so crazy how like sneaky, like fear and like ego and like mm-hmm. all the stories can be. It's like, in my mind, it just like, wasn't working. Like I, I just couldn't understand it. I'm like, I'm doing everything that everyone else is doing. Like that sentence alone. Like I'm doing Got everything. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Fully agree. And I feel like when you first get into your journey, especially with spirituality, you think it's supposed to look like everyone else's to a T. And then when it doesn't work for you and you start failing and failing and failing or feeling like you're failing, that's where the shame comes in. That's where the guilt comes in. And you're just so hard on yourself. But I feel like as we all evolve in this community, we recognize that spirituality doesn't necessarily mean living in a hut on the beach only yeah. eating fruit thinking of our coaches like, that works like are you referring to someone <laughs> that works so well for them but yeah. it doesn't work for everyone and I think that's really important that you even say that because when you come to that realization that's where you're met with so much so much good and so much just of those shadow things those fears coming through that are ready to be like shown into the spotlight yeah. Yeah. Cause then it like, it takes the fun out of it. Cause then it just becomes like, okay, I got to meditate today. I have to like do this. And then like, I have to like, it's just like, it becomes like, so like rigorous and like this whole like checklist of like things. And then, and manifestation too. It's like, you're like, I feel like all of us, when we first start like looking at manifestation and I'm sure you talked about this with Lorena, cause she's like yes. the expert, but like, we think it's like, you have to th- positive all the time and it's like almost this like fake it to make it kind of mentality but you're just ignoring like all the stuff below the surface so mm-hmm. for like two years I was just like ignoring all the stuff below the surface and wondering like why do I have to go back to nursing like why is no one wanting to work with me because it's like because energy like yep. people can like read it and like feel it and mm-hmm. I was in denial <laughs> that is a huge huge one and it's so funny because I started my journey in nursing and the energy for me there, I was like, no freaking way. I would have graduated into the pandemic. What made you want to stop doing nursing and come into coaching? Cause that's really different. I mean, you're serving people in a way, but in a totally yeah. different capacity. So I actually, so I think about this all the time and I was actually reflecting on this yesterday, like oh. how bad my anxiety was, like when I was like a nurse and like, the panic attacks that I would have. Cause I was like oh. yesterday, I was like, wow, I haven't had like a full blown panic attack in like almost two years, which is like wild that's, to me. Um, that's really good. Did that yeah. start at the beginning of COVID? Do you feel like if, were you still a nurse in that? I was still a nurse like during COVID. Oh my gosh. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and my husband is actually still a nurse too. So he's like still working and all of that, but, um, oh my goodness. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I know. And, but like, I used to like why I got into nursing and this is like full disclosure. It was because like, 
my parents were like, you're smart enough to do this. Like it's a really stable job. Like mm-hmm. there's benefits. Like I remember telling my parents, like, I want to be a hairdresser. Like I want to be a teacher. And they're like, no, like absolutely not. Like, and I love my parents and this is like yeah. not to shame them, but like, it's just the way society works. Like they're yeah. just like, no, you're not going to make any money doing that. Like you need to go into nursing because yeah. it's like so secure. Like you're always going to have a job. And I mean, it's the truth. Like there's so many pros to being a nurse. And I feel like there was a part of me that convinced myself that I wanted to do it because there was always a part of me that really wanted to help people. Yeah. So I did like thrive in nursing in certain degrees, but like, I wasn't like, I wasn't the nurse that you would uh, really want if something was hitting the fan. Like I could like <laughs> act in like in like in high intensity situations, but like my favorite part of nursing was like talking to people. Like, <sighs> like I loved like just sitting with my patients and like chatting and like hearing yeah. about their life and like, I don't know, forming these relationships. So it's like, I was like working as a coach before I even was like really working as a coach. Like yes. I just like didn't see it yet. Wow. So So it's like, I don't know. I feel like everything really is like always working out for us. It's just, do we open our eyes and like see it? It's like so much easier to paint a negative picture. I feel like. Absolutely. And I feel like that literally full circles to what you're teaching people now is you had to own your story and your reality at the time with like, maybe I am unhappy being a nurse and maybe there is something more out there for me, but even confronting yourself in those moments is really hard. It's really difficult And that's where you can go down the spiral of nursing's really safe. You know, there's always jobs available. Coaching is so new. Is that what I like? Is there stability in there? Then you hear the ego come in and start chatting with us. So I find that so interesting that now you're like, no, we're coming into our power for owning our shit. And I feel like that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, even like when I started my coaching journey, I was like, damn, I'm like, it might be easier to be a nurse like as much as I hate it I'm like it might be easier to actually just like go back to that because we're just it's uncomfortable to like Mm -hmm. start a business it's uncomfortable to to do this work and I think online we paint like a really great picture that we like have it all together but I mean we're all still working through our Mm -hmm. own shit and I think that's the that's the other piece of being a successful coach is realizing that you never stop being a student as well. Yes, which I love. I love learning. Yeah, I love that too. It's the best, but I fully agree. I think, and I try to say this often enough on my social media, just because we've placed ourselves in this role doesn't mean that it's not easy. It is so fucking hard. It's the most confrontational thing. And I can fully agree, even moving from when I owned a spa to this, it's different. Coaching yeah. is so different because you really do have to live it, experience it and integrate everything that you know, and then kind of show up in this way. And even while you're doing that constantly, you're going through it <laughs> all of yeah. the time. All and all the time. It's, it's like you have to lead yourself. Exactly. Sorry. No, that's okay. I fully agree. Leading yourself, um, especially when it is just you, you don't have, and this is why in some cases having an employer is great because you have that leader This is fully taking that leadership into your own hands and having to objectively look at every area of your life and say, okay, where can we improve? And not in a way that's to make us smaller, but just to grow and to expand. It's very, very, very hard. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like just changing that narrative, like what it means to heal. Like is healing like necessarily about being broken and trying to fix something or is healing like a journey of coming home to yourself? It's like, absolutely just reframing even that it's like I feel like being a coach is like a a constant reframe it's like how can we look at this a different way absolutely and I love that you said that about healing too because you just hear that word so much it gets really kind of misinterpreted in a lot of ways and Mm -hmm. we kind of lose that connection from it because it's just let's heal this let's heal that let's do this and you're like what does this all even mean and I really see how in your program it works because it really is stepping into that power again. That doesn't have to necessarily mean, you know, being broken. That's yeah, definitely not what exactly. has to be. Because I mean, who wants to sign up for that? Like, I wouldn't <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like just like taking the power back into healing and it not being again, like, oh, I need to become or 
be better or be different. It's like, how can we like take ownership of all of this? Um, and girl, I'm telling you, like, I've been, it's been a journey of taking ownership of all of it. Cause like Absolutely. the stories that you like, don't even realize are there mm-hmm. are just playing in the background. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why it's nice to have a group of individuals that are going through it with you, because then you talk about these things and you're like, Oh, is this a limiting belief or is it not? Is this actually real or is it not? I feel like everything's an illusion anyways, and it gets to be what you want it to be, but to break things down with your own systems and filters is very interesting. And being a coach really does that. Honestly, it forces you to do it all of the time. The reframing, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's a, it's a powerful, it's a powerful career choice. I will say. Absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't talked about coaching with really anyone. So I feel like people will learn about some of the industry because it is new and it's not regulated. We're really seeing people stepping into it at the best and worst time if you prefer that regulation and more of that education behind it but also if you're really feeling called it's here and it's ready for you but it's not easy yeah I think it's not easy but it's so worth it like you know it just like has given me the opportunity to you know like and again it's like you coach to help other people but like I feel like as coaches like this is like a part there's a part, I was going to get emotional. There's like a part that's for us too. Like, you know, cause it really is like a coming home to yourself. So like, I feel like if you answer the call and you have that bravery and that courage to like really go after it, it's like, yeah, you're going to help a lot of people along the way. But like the, the biggest thing that's going to come out of it is like, you're really going to get to know yourself, like mm-hmm. in the most intimate way. Absolutely. I tell my coaching clients this all of the time. Um, I'm ending my, this, program we're coming to the end and I'm always saying you guys have taught me so much I know I'm sitting here as a guide in a way but I'm telling you the amount of things that I've gone through alongside you and trying to be really transparent in that has been eye-opening in the best way and I feel like this resonates what you kind of were saying not only in the coaching industry but with wherever you're feeling that pulling and that calling know that it's going to be challenging whatever it is it's going to challenge you because that's where the growth lies. And that's when you know it's meant for you. Something's too easy. That's no fun. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, just my Sagittarius no nature. That way. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I feel like if you feel called to something and it scares you a little bit, go that way. Lean into that edge more. That's exactly what coaching has done for me. And for you, it sounds like too, where you know you're really in it for the best reasons, but still challenges you. Yeah. And that's why I think it's like so important, like the whole, like getting to know yourself on a deeper level and like owning your story and like familiarizing yourself with like your energy and your emotions. It's because like fear can show up like so differently for everyone and like Mm -hmm. feeling called to something can show up so differently for everyone. And like ego calling you to something can show up different for everyone. So it's like, like you said, like everything is like an illusion. And if you're just like, willy-nilly like allowing life to happen to you like you might be like missing your calling or the signs that are like trying you know or like you're misreading like fear or you know you're feeling called to something because it's actually safe like and you've convinced yourself like this is the career I really want but like in the back of your mind you're like telling yourself like this is the safest thing this is the most secure thing it's like absolutely and safe I tell this to my clients all the time safe does not necessarily mean good for you in any yeah. way there's so many times where we stay safe in a situation but if there's trauma or if there's triggers that doesn't mean that it's good for you whatsoever it just feels safer to the body to stay in that place so that's what I always kind of have people look into is this actually good for you is it keeping you in yeah. a place of growth or stagnation because that's that's important to know too yeah it's like instead of like playing it safe, like just going into things like safely. And that's why coaching is so important because you yes. have someone that can like guide you to approach the things that scare you safely, but it's like not about playing it safe. Yeah. It's like just going through life safely and like, and having like people hold you and support you through it, but not Absolutely. so much like actually playing it safe. 
Yes. Yes. I fully agree with that. Um, and I feel like there's a lot that has to do as well with safety and intuition, speaking to each other, the ego, as you mentioned, do you feel, well, of course you do. You're really probably in touch with your intuition. How do you feel like it comes through in your body when it's speaking to you? So, okay. So I feel like my body speaks to me like so hardcore. Like it's not like subtle. Like it's not, it's like not these like subtle nudges. Like it's nothing like that. It's just like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I just like, I feel like I just like, I just feel like I like have these like extreme reactions to things. And again, it took me a really long time to allow those extreme reactions to like come through. And like, I always like give people the example. It's like, it just started with like allowing myself to get really excited over food. And I know this sounds so silly, but stay with me here. But like, just being like, what do you want to eat today, lady? Like, do you want to eat the pizza or the hamburger? And just like allowing myself to be like, I really fucking want the pizza. And it's like, just like starting so small and allowing myself to get so excited about little things has made like the bigger decisions, like really easier. And like my body feels safe to like communicate like loud and clear when it's like a bigger decision. But it really started off with like, food like it always comes back to food for me but like it's just so like I literally have like the most extreme reactions to food still to this day like you will know if I'm like feeling this option my husband can attest to this like he knows (laughs) if I'm feeling what we're eating for dinner or not (laughs) because it's very loud and clear but it's like this is like how I like got in touch with my intuition because like Mm -hmm. I said it was such a challenge for like the longest time I was like am I broken like does spirit like even communicate with me? Like, do I even have an intuition? It's like, we're so programmed. Hold on, my computer is going to die. Fail. <laughs> that's okay. I had my grandma text me throughout this trying to say good morning. <laughs> oh, I didn't so have sweet. my foot. I didn't have my do not disturb on. So that came through too. <laughs> At least you're not like me who lives with do not disturb on their phone. And I'm like, I do. Constantly- constantly missing everything I'm oh, like, oh I do and that's why I was shocked when it came through I'm like hello we get notifications now <laughs> um but yeah like I and I think a lot of people struggle with this too because like we think that only certain people have these gifts or like mm. the Claire gifts or like this gift of like being able to communicate with like source and like have messages and it's like no, it's just, but we all communicate so differently. Like we all like have different gifts. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I really can feel like, I feel like energy is like one of my biggest gifts, like my, like, so it's like, I had to play with that. I had Mm -hmm. to like allow myself to have fun getting to know that side of me instead of being like, you need to like have a direct message come through. You need to be able to have like a really clear picture of like everything. And I feel like I can like see things sometimes too, but it's like, I feel like energy is like my, my main gifting. So it, it's rewriting that story and allowing ourselves to have fun in -hmm. it and have fun learning the way that source communicates with you. Yes. That's a huge one too, with spirituality, because we, you know, if you think of programming, as you mentioned, if you were watching TV, Teresa Caputo is a medium and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, she really talk to the dead. This is what that has to look like. I love that you brought up Teresa Caputo. I was literally thinking about her yesterday. So that's so funny. <laughs> I don't think of her often or at all. So that's very interesting reference. That's so weird. That's energy. That's energy. <laughs> I brought her into your field. I think so because yeah, like I mentioned, I think I watched her a few times, but people think that's what it has to be and what it looks like. And even though we have our own gifts, we're disconnected because it's not immediately what it's supposed to be or present itself as. And so, nope, we turn it off and we're just like, this is too hard when your gift is listening to people, when they're sharing a really hard story, hugging people when they need that, that, that connection or even just you know being able to feed off of someone and what they're feeling and feeling that deeply within your body even that's a gift a lot of people numb so that's a gift in itself yeah like your feelings are a gift like yeah in particular like you're like you're like bubbly and exciting Mm -hmm. and like fun and that's like a gift and I like struggled with being 
the loud one in a room for a really long time mm-hmm. or like the more energized person because you feel like you have to just like shrink like yes. and just be and it's like no like why can't my gifting be like being a light to other people I think we just Absolutely. like think that that somehow diminishes like what other people are going through but like no like just because like I'm happy like doesn't mean that I care less about the person that is it and yeah. I feel like there's just so many like stories even when it's like stepping into like our giftings that like holds so many people back Absolutely. Absolutely. And you never know too, with energy, some people might see the bubbly side of me even, and be really triggered in that. Whereas someone might like someone who's a little more calm and grounded in that sense. And it's really energetics and what you're drawn to. And that's again, basically what you said, being really connected and drawn through energy. Yeah. And it's like, it, I think that there again is like, not everyone is going to like everyone and that's okay. Like, yes. like, yeah. you know, like that's, per- and that's like another thing that I had to sit with for a really long time. It's like, okay. Like, because like I, you have things that happened to you as children where you feel mm-hmm. like excluded or like bullied. And so you go through life, like wanting to just like have the most people like you. And I think that like, the universe is just like, I see you. And like, I am going to make sure that you see this in yourself first. Like, I feel like that's been one of like my biggest lessons is like, no, you're going to validate yourself first. Like you're going to see yourself first. You're going to love yourself first. So just like knowing that you're not for everyone. And that's actually like perfect. That's so good to me, that medicine. It takes a long time to recognize that again, through programming, we think more friends is safe to have more friends. That makes sense. Absolutely not. It does not necessarily mean good for you if they're not aligned friends. Um, yeah. How was your childhood with your friendships? Was it something that you really struggled with? I find that a lot of people that step into roles like this struggle a lot. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just, it's so interesting. Like you, cause I was like bullied like really heavily as a child. Um, and then throughout like high school and like college, like I was like, I hate saying this, but I'm owning it. So I don't hate saying this. It's just so funny. Like now that I share this with like such pride, I'm like, I was the girl that always had a boyfriend and I'm like, whatever, like <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, whatever. Like, and so then like, you know, like later on in life, I like, I'm not the girl that has like a million friends because like for my own. I mean, I excluded myself. So yeah. like ex- I was excluded in grade school. And then like, as I got older, like I excluded myself and that was really challenging, like navigating as an adult and trying to form like adult friendships. Yeah. But like, I think it's just so nice to know that there really are people out there for you. Yeah. Like, I mean, case in point, like, you know, you, you just have to put yourself out there. And I think that that was like one of the greatest things that came out of coaching is that like, I met so many women that I would have never met in my entire life. Like, but it, like, it all happens for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. and they're like friendships that are like super aligned and like, you get to talk about that deeper stuff and the stuff that really lights you up that like maybe other people think you're weird. And it gives (laughs) you the confidence to start showing that to other people like outside and just being like oh no it's fine like absolutely I fully agree fully agree and I feel like my friends that I entered adulthood with were the same ones that I had as a child we're no longer friends anymore because you're really out of alignment yeah so I also felt how the hell do I make friends adult friends like adult friends are hard (laughs) I struggled so hard and it's actually only been in the last year that I've stepped more into that. And it's really been through sharing what I love already. And the people are just drawn to that. And it's not hard. Once you do that, it's not hard, but you have to do that first. That could be the hard step, finding what you love and putting yourself out there in that way. Yeah. Like I remember one of my first coaches was like, we were talking about this. Like when I first started working with her, like at the very beginning of my spiritual journey. And she was like, go to Whole Foods, like sit at Whole Foods and like, just hang out there. Like, where do your women hang out? Like, what are the people that like, you right. like, to, like, like, do they hang out at coffee shops? Like you have to just like go after it. You just have to like, with everything, like you just mm-hmm. have to like have it now, like and cultivate it now and feel good about having it and like put it out there. And you're going to, you're going to call those people in. 
Absolutely. I remember who you are, like, it's just gets so easier and like, it gets so much easier. And I feel like uh, all of this, like everything up until now has been like, okay, fit, fit in the box. And that's how it gets easier. But it's like, you realize as an adult, like, no, like the more you you are yourself is the easier it gets. Absolutely. The more I feel like that you are authentic, that's where those people come in. And I remember sitting on the LLA welcoming call and just shitting myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many people. And it was like the first time I was throwing myself out there. And now after it being done, like that's so much growth in itself to even think that I'm doing this podcast with you, someone that I met through that whole experience to me is so cool. But I had to go through that moment of, oh my God, this is terrifying. And again, that's just the ego because we're expanding, but it's so interesting when you look back and you're just, wow, that wasn't that bad. You were just in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. And now you can use that as evidence, like going forward on like, like, oh, okay. Like I can do this. Like, you know, you have all this like evidence and you put it in your evidence folder and you have like all these things. And we like, don't ever like think about like, we're so focused on the times when we, something didn't go right. But like, it's really rare that we like pull on like the times when like it did work out, we did something scary and we were completely fine. And it actually was really, really fun. Yes. 100%. We always focus and that's you know, just how the mind likes to work to keep that survival energy present. Remember that time it didn't work out? We don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Don't forget about 90% of the times it actually worked out. It actually out. did work out. Because <laughs> we're still sitting here alive and doing what we love. That's something, there has to be some part of the way that was good <laughs> to get it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so like just recognizing that and like taking ownership of like the, the story that you're telling moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. like new chapter, new book, yes. like, yeah, you're just like, I, I choose that it gets to be good, like moving forward, like it gets to be safe to be me. I feel like that's one of the base things, like just being fully mm-hmm. us and knowing that it's like safe. Cause it's like the, that opens up everything. That is the most terrifying yet most rewarding thing to step into. It completely takes away from, away from the terrifying part when you're fully authentic. It's just you can't be anything else. And I'm really excited to even see as we all evolve, how we step even further and closer in at the same time to that authenticity and who that is, because that evolves too. And it's yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. Well, that's like another good thing about coaching. I feel like we're like interweaving, like this is like a coaching, <laughs> coaching yes. podcast. but I mean, I feel like I need to like point that out. Like what you said, it's like coaching is one of those careers that you get to evolve in Mm -hmm. and like you get to grow in and your business gets to grow with you. Like your business is a reflection of you, but like you are not your business. So it's like, yes. And I think that's like one of the most beautiful things is that like our main job in like to be a successful coach is to actually focus on us. Yes. And like growing ourselves, which is like so cool. Like when you think about it, that's so true. When you look at just a traditional job, even as a nurse, it does not look like that at all. At all. all. And I feel like when you were experiencing those panic attacks and those moments of just, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It was your soul screaming. Like this is because it's not meant for you. This is not how it's supposed to feel every day at all. Yeah, I know. So like case in point, like I would have these crazy panic attacks where like, I would like wake up out of a sound sleep and like literally feel like I couldn't breathe. Like I literally would have like night terrors, like sleep paralysis, like all of it. And my, my soul, the entire time never was a quiet one that (laughs) always coming in really hot, coming in very loud. What are you doing? I wake up. (laughs) Let's go the other way. That is how, you know, your body is holding on to so much too, for you to experience all of that. That's really heavy for the body to hold on to like yeah. really heavy. Wow. Yes. So like, well, I was like, actually like celebrating myself. I was like, wow, it's been so long since I had like a night terror or like a night panic attack. I, I can't even describe them because like, they were kind of like a combination of like sleep paralysis and like panic attack, like all in one encompass. And I would have them like three times a week, like where I'd be That's like, insane. I'm going to die in my sleep. And 
no one's going to know what happened to me. They're just going to like, it's like terrifying. And it's, I think that people just don't listen. Like people just like have completely disconnected. Like, because at that time I was just like, oh, I'm just an anxious person. I have extreme anxiety, except move on. Like right. you just accept it. You're right. just like, this is life. Like, this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. You work a job that you really don't like. You're so stressed out. You're so burnt out. You numb out because you hate your job. Like you mm-hmm. drink excessively. You feel like shit. Rinse, repeat. Like it's yes. just this. And you just like. Accept it. Think that that's, and you just accept it. And it's so many people are just accepting right now. Absolutely. This is it. Like life has been decided for them. Exactly. Because if you look at the lens of what would be deemed as really socially acceptable, that's what it looks like right now. It's working a job that's mediocre to you. It's not something that lights you up, but it's something that maybe you can have that stable route, that stable home. And then you look forward to your few days off. Maybe it's two a week. And on those days you binge drink. If you're not already doing it during the week, just because that's what people do, especially at that age, by the sounds yeah. of what you're talking about. And then you feel so depressed, so disconnected, detached from yourself. That way you never guess if you're, you know, supposed to be accepting of this or not. You're just in it and that's it. Yeah. And when you get, when you realize that you're like, holy shit, this isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, whoa, like sounding like such a stoner, like, whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Like I'm so woke now. Like no, it's just like Yeah, it's crazy when you realize and recognize it. And it's a bit of a shock, I feel like too, because that's when it's like, now what? Now what do I do? Because if I stop doing all this, that is just too much for the body and the mental to handle. Yes. And that's where I feel like people stop themselves. It's like there's so many people that there's the people that just accept what's going on. And then there's the people that like actually know that it's not okay, but they're like too scared to like take that next step. And that's why like, I try to talk about these things as much as possible because like, I was one of them, like, you know, like I was one of them that was like, I'm just totally going to go through the rest of my life having extreme anxiety. Like I like told my husband, like when I first met him, like, I was like, I had no idea I'd actually ever fall in love with someone. Like I was like, full-heartedly like preparing to have a an affair one day like I literally thought I was gonna like enter a loveless marriage that was someone that probably like was not my person but like Mm -hmm. and I was probably I was like I'm gonna live for that affair that one night that I'm gonna get to have like in my 40s maybe like where I'm just like woo woo loosen (laughs) up yes yeah (laughs) so it's like So like I share these things like because I've made peace with them that like this is literally how I used to think and it like doesn't mean that I'm any less worthy to be in a loving relationship now. It like doesn't mean that I'm not, I'm any less worthy to like be a successful coach because like of who I was. So I think that's why I, I feel so passionate about this work and I feel so strongly about like really getting to know like your inner workings and like the story you've written so far because it's like when that is like, not so scary like nothing can hold you back like yes you know because like you're you're always like I was at least like functioning from that place like well what are people gonna think if I like talk about health and wellness when like I was like partying just last year with them like they're gonna be like you know like they're not gonna take you seriously yeah there's not my they're not my people to work with you know absolutely and we start somewhere we always start somewhere because if we never start then we never get to that point of saying oh, it's been five years. It's been 10 years. We have to do the work at some point and say, nope, it changes now. And I'm curious to know if like nursing, even where was that moment for you where you were just like, I know this is not for me and actually made a change. And you weren't as scared because you actually did it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I knew very earlier on in my nursing career, like just, I always was so extremely anxious. And like, I me and my husband did travel nursing for a while, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but like we got to like go to different places in the U S and like work. And that extended my nursing career because like, Mm -hmm. it was like a cool way to do nursing. And we got to like live in all these awesome places. But like, there was so many nights, like where we would be working night shift and I would just like cry in the car, like in the parking lot, just like looking at the hospital and just being like, I just can't go in. Like, I just can't go in. I just can't go in. It's like, but 
I didn't know anything else. So it was just like, Mm. I spent so many days, like, just like, what can I do? Like, how can I do this? How can I make this work? Like looking at other nursing jobs. And then, like I said, I, I feel like I started where I was so unhealthy. Like I was just like, like I said, binge drinking, eating like shit, Mm. like, I was working night shifts. So my body was just like all types of jacked up. And then I finally like made the decision. And I, (laughs) I always laugh when I tell people this, but like truly a multi-level marketing saved my life. (laughs) I love that so freaking much because you probably just landed in your lap with a, Hey girl. Hey, yeah, like it really did. Like, (laughs) like, I talk, I can talk all the shit on them. They're so annoying, but like, I wouldn't be here today if someone didn't hate girl me in the DMs. Yes, so yeah. like, it really does show like, you, it just takes that first yes to yourself. And that was like my first yes. Like I was just like, okay, I can't change my career right now, but I can at least change how I feel in my body. And of course, you know, I ended up, I went into it because I physically wanted to like feel more attractive and like look better and like, um, but it turned into like something so much, so much deeper. Cause like they do like encourage you to like dabble in personal development. Right. And like, so it was like my first like intro to all that. And then I was like, holy shit, like I'm not doing this cause I want to look good. Like I'm doing this cause like I fucking love myself. Like, yeah. you know, like, so it was just, it takes one yes. And I think it's like, it didn't make sense at the time. Even that didn't make sense. My husband who was then boyfriend, like was like, how are you going to get people to sign up for these workout for like what is this like didn't make sense to him but there was just like something in me that was just like enough was enough and like clearly like it wasn't like I still had shit that I needed to go through but like you said like you have to just start eventually and it might not look perfect and it might not look like what everyone else's journey looks like and that's perfect absolutely it is that one yes because when you show yourself that yes doesn't lead you down a scary path it actually brings you closer to yourself you can't stop after that that's where that education comes in with I see it so much in the coaching industry where you're just like I want that next thing let's yeah more growth let's go I know my god I'm like the chronic the chronic uh learning something I'm like forever learner oh yes you just did the breathwork course that I want to do yeah that I'd see that was like another big piece like when I say like all this time like I was just kind of like not really like fully coaching like I spent a lot of time like doing coaching as like a side business and still working Mm -hmm. as a nurse and then like I actually like left my nursing job and tried to make take my business off the ground running and I fell flat on my face Mm -hmm. because again I was still just like subconsciously like acting from this place of like imitation and like inauthenticity and just really trying to be someone that I wasn't Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I got into like embodiment work that I really saw the difference in my business, in my life, in my spirituality, like in everything. It wasn't until I got into my body. It was like the last place that I was like really avoiding, you know? I don't know. I think just with, I don't even know if it's a spirituality thing or a self-development thing, but it's all about the mind, the mind, the mind when, why are we here? We have this vessel. And I talked Mm -hmm. about this with Lorena a lot because it's just crazy how we forget about the body when the body is one that is kind of speaking to us and, you know, in charge in a way. Yeah. The body has like so much wisdom. And I say this all the time. It's like the mind can trick you, but your body can't lie. Like your body can't like fake an emotion. Like it can't like pretend like it's, it's always communicating. It's like, whether we listen or not. And it's, and like, I know you're like into Reiki and everything too. And it's just like, it, like, I think Reiki is another, another beautiful tool to like, actually like feel into your energy and like feel into your body and like take like everything. Like, I don't know where I like read this, but like, even in like Buddhism, like Buddha with like his protruding belly, like it was like seen as like a sign of like respect and like wisdom and like divine energy because like it was like taking all that like connection to source and actually grounding it like Mm -hmm. in the here and now so it's like we've just totally like live up here like upside down pyramid just like living in our minds and it's 
we have to bring it into the here and now we have to be the embodiment. And I think that I knew what I needed to do and I knew the work that I had to do, but I didn't actually do it. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I processed it. I understood it, but I didn't actually like apply it to myself. So I was like spewing these teachings out there, but like never actually like living through like that in my body. That was a really big realization. Even within the past few months, I'm like, no, I really need to be doing this if I'm teaching it, especially with Reiki, um, because there were times where I would go a few days and not even connect with it. And I'm like, no, like I need to be devoted and disciplined through this practice, bringing it into my body. That's what's important. And, you know, we still go through those ebbs and flows with it, but that's the most important part and why I feel like we do see sometimes coaches enter and not feel like they can make it is because maybe that integration is still happening and it's not to be rushed. It's just, you have to go through the process and it's hard, but when you do kind of ground into the body, you feel like, wow, this is what I've been missing. This is the whole piece of it. You're like, whoa, there's like now this whole other playground to like explore, but yeah. yeah, it's just there the integration and the embodiment. And I think it's like low key, like still societal programming that mm-hmm. like that disconnection and like just like avoiding like the hard feelings. It's like for the longest time, like I could think about it. Like I was like, oh yeah, like I have all these stores from my childhood. I'm gonna release them, like just logically talking it out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, wait a second, like have you actually sat with like how these stories make you feel and how they live in your body and like what would be possible for you if you actually like connected with those parts of yourself like in your body like if you like called upon that inner child like in your body like this is the vessel for our desires to come into reality absolutely and that's where we're seeing chronic illnesses come through because okay yes there's something but you're not doing anything to release that from the body and it's just staying trapped there because it's like okay I'm aware of it and I don't know what to do with it now okay like yeah yeah, I was assaulted at some point in my life okay now what you don't really know the next step and that's where we come into play and we start freaking changing that for people because that's how you own your story that's how you step more into your power body like I like say I'm like I am an empowerment coach but I feel like it's it's empowered embodiment like how can we like connect with our body like in a way that feels like really safe Mm -hmm. not like playing it safe but feel safe yeah um and it allows us to like take ownership and move forward because again, it's like, we, we have all these big dreams and the reason that they're not a reality is because we're not grounding them. We're not embodying them. We're not becoming them. Again, like I'm sure you talked about this with like Lorena and this like holistic manifestation that she teaches, but it's like, it's powerful stuff because Mm -hmm. that's really what changed the game for me is like actually being in this body and feeling safe. Like who I am in this present moment, you know? Yes, absolutely. If you had tips for anyone who is just kind of getting into this work and how they could, I feel like people hear that word even embodiment and don't know what it means. Oh, it is a buzz word. (laughs) Yeah, so if you could explain that and even just a few tips on how to get into the body or start releasing, that would be really great. Yeah, so I, yeah, embodiment's like such a big buzzword, but the way I look at embodiment is like, holding it all like mm-hmm. being in your body and feeling really safe to still work through the things that you need to work through while calling in who you want to become or that next level version of you really holding both of it it's not like a faking it till you make it it's like i believe that embodiment is powerful even if you can tap into that next level self for three seconds a day mm-hmm. you're still building that muscle and that safety in the body like i don't think that it's that you do yourself a disservice if you just like pretend like everything is perfect. So I think the biggest step to embodiment is allowing yourself to feel the really hard things first Mm -hmm. and then slowly start creating safety to feel the really good things. And I know that's not what people want to (laughs) hear because like, of course, like we just want to like, why can't I just live as my higher self now? (laughs) You can, you can, you totally can, but she needs you to make room for her. Like, I like to think like we have all this energy. It's like, where, where would these new beliefs even drop into? It's like, you're like a 
bank. Like no one can see me. I don't know why I'm like, <laughs> it's a podcast lady. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can see you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really into it. I'm like, oh, right. It is a podcast. No one can see this. But what I'm saying is like, we just like, we're completely filled to the brim with old stories, old energy, energy that might not even be ours. So it's like, we are trying to step into this next level self, but where are those ideas and those emotions and those feelings going to drop into? Like there's no space. So I think the biggest part of embodiment is creating that space to hold it all, to safely like own your old emotions and also like move into those like higher level feelings. And I feel like when you start processing the harder emotions, it makes it easier to tap into the, the better emotions because you're feeling like that's a thing it's like we're actually getting into our body and feeling and you know the way your body communicates with you and you can communicate with your body so then you're like well what if we play in this energy for like a minute but if you're like completely disconnected your body's gonna be like who are you again like you know like do I know you yes the disconnect the foreign energy you're like what is this what's going on a lack of safety absolutely So it's just like creating some type of practice to just even feel like, even if it's in the morning, just ask yourself, like, how do I feel today? Like waking up, like, just sit with it. Like, don't judge it. There's like no good, bad, negative, like pot. Like it really is your interpretation. Like, because Mm -hmm. your body, like the energy is meant to move like through you. It's not meant to become your identity. It's not meant to be stuck. So we can stop identifying with the emotion. Yeah. knowing that it's just like it's a visitor <laughs> and yes. we can escort it out if we please you know <laughs> and I feel that's where I actually teach this in coaching I'm like have your meeting and sit with yourself because we don't even create that space to sit with ourselves in today's society whatsoever it's like get up go do the things even if it is all your self-development well actually yeah. how are you feeling first because yeah. that's an important question and then from there you see people say, okay, yeah, I'm really sad. And they choose that all day. I am sad. And they identify as sad all day. And that's okay. You're allowing yourself to express it, but you're not allowing it to leave when it's ready. You're just kind of keeping it. You're like holding on to it. It's like control. Exactly. And that's more of that like frigid energy and like that really, I feel it like almost constricting in your body instead of feeling let go of, of course, there's going to be situations in your life where you'll feel that sadness and it might carry on and that's okay. But on those days, ask yourself, is this something that needs to stay to show me and teach me more? Or can I release it today? Yeah. And you're giving that space again for it to be, to be a visitor, <laughs> to be I a visitor, really to like escort it out when it needs to. It's like, yes. yeah. But I, I agree with you. Like, that's the one thing I like when people ask me, like, what's your practices? Like, what's your routine? Like, and I could say the one thing that remains the same is just the daily check-in because I don't know what I need every single day. It's different every single day. Yeah. Of course there's like, I think movement has become something that I consistently do, but like, I think the more you check in, the more you have an empowered routine because it doesn't become like, I need to do this every day. It's like, I want to do this every day. I like feel called to do this every day. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the check-ins and like seeing what you need day to day is like one of the most empowering things you can do because you don't become reliant on the tools. Like you become like the source of the wisdom, if that that makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. We are the tool and those things are just helpful for us. Yeah, they just like amplify like, the Mm -hmm. messages like even like oracle cards like for example it's like human design or all these beautiful modalities and things that people use they're so powerful if you use them from an empowered place and you don't become like reliant or dependent on it or like Mm -hmm. astrology too like I think astrology is incredible and I think human design is incredible and there's so much to learn and it can really be validating but it can also be really disempowering when you think Mm -hmm. that like you need to look at a chart every day to know how you're feeling Yes, it completely can disconnect you entirely. And it is really important in those moments where you wake up, have that little meeting with yourself, the check-in because, and I just had this conversation with my sister. She was saying, you know, I don't do my routine every morning because if I wake up feeling great, I don't need to use those tools to have me come back into that balanced state because I already wake up feeling balanced. 
Yes, if you want to have that discipline, if you feel like that's a part of what you want to do, sure. But it's also nice to know that it doesn't need to be so routine into your body if you feel like you want to do something else. And that's something that I teach all of the time. Make it a ritual, make it fun, empowering. Yeah. The moment it becomes like another thing on your to-do list is the moment that Mm -hmm. there's you give it, there's nothing that's going to come from it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of something so that the ego feels good and it feels accomplished, which, okay, sure. But it's not actually necessarily helping you through any type of emotion or show up in a better way. In those instances, it's just to tick it off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like they need to be like supplemental things, but they don't need to, they are not the thing. Like you are the thing. Yes. Yes. You are the oracle. <laughs> you are the oracle. Yes. I preach that all the time, of course. Um, I feel that so deeply too. And another thing, just because I have a few like beginners on here, don't forget, you are the tool, not anything outside of you. Of course, these things are fun. And yeah, they're powerful. They are, but it's not, it doesn't have to be all of it. It doesn't have to be your whole practice even just sitting with yourself and asking that question, how you feel can start, start it all off. Yeah. And just like trusting that your body and like whatever comes through is exactly what you need. I think we're just like, mm-hmm. wait, you don't want me to meditate today. Like you think <laughs> I should just get outside. You're like, <laughs> like, I wish people could see these reactions, but um, it's just, know. <laughs> it's just like we overcomplicate it. Like it gets to be that easy and it gets to be that fun. And we really get to trust ourselves and I can say the days like when I'm in the most flow and I'm not controlling and I'm not resisting are my most powerful days are the Mm -hmm. days when people reach out to me are the days that like random like miracles happen it's like we are the miracle like we create miracles like just being us is enough absolutely and those miracles won't come from the predictability of life they're going to come when you kind of release and allow your soul and your intuition to drive you. And as you mentioned, it doesn't always make sense, but that's the whole point. It's supposed to be fun. (laughs) I mean, I think we can both like attest to like, yeah, like the times when it didn't make sense ended up being like the best decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you moved across like Canada and like, you just like left your job and like, I quit nursing and I, people, probably think I'm on drugs. Like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, yes. I know that for a fact, people thought I was on drugs or doing something crazy over here yeah, because like, are you joining a cult? Like what's happening? What's going on. <laughs> it's so fun though. When you realize that life doesn't have to be that serious and you get to have fun and you get to check in with yourself and you get to embody these things. It gets to be fun. It really does. Yeah. And you get to be fully you. Yeah. And like that is the, I've, to drop my program, but like, that is the divine assignment is like, to Mm -hmm. be full of you. Like you literally can't, like, if we took all the pressure away of like goals and like status and like money and like, just decided that like the whole purpose of this whole time here was just to be fully us. Like how fun does that sound? That, yes, that is what I feel like we should really start at when we teach people things. And when we teach children things, it just, just live your life in that motto yeah, and that like, energy. <laughs> yeah. Just like stay in that like blissful, like childlike energy. And I, I realize that like the more I step into like my gifting, it's the more, the more childlike life becomes. And I, I, yeah. then, I don't know if that's like the right terminology to like use it, but I feel like I'm finding myself back in that state of like curiosity and like play, like you had like as a kid that we've like lost touch with and when you think about it as a kid like that's before like all the the programming and everything like that's how you came into this world so clearly like that's how life was meant to be experienced you know absolutely like they have no cares for what other people think when you're a child and you're just outside being yourself playing in the mud like honestly how could we not want to be that way even as adults more and more and more especially as we have these responsibilities. Okay. Let's bring ourselves back to those places for a few moments at least and see how fun it can be. Yeah. And just connect with that, that innocent part of ourselves. But like, I mean, they're so connected, Mm -hmm. like so beyond connected and we're just like over here, like 
how <laughs> living in our like I don't know <laughs> living in the mind but they're, yes. they're in their bodies for sure feeling it all <laughs> so, absolutely I mean, I mean I love it I think that's why I think play is like so important people don't get that either they're like okay so you just like take the afternoon off and like you just like go do something that has nothing to do with your business and I'm like yeah yeah yep, absolutely it's so fun if I see that it's nice out I'm like of course we have as entrepreneurs a list that never ends it will never yeah, ever that's end, the other thing ever so it's like, yeah, okay, like we, I, we have to there has to be yeah. a give or a catch where we're like okay well we have to go outside we have to do something new and then when you actually take that control into yourself again it's so good it's a lot easier that way than constantly trying to take all the to-dos which will never happen won't happen yeah oh my god I know the list is like I mean I can always add like five more things to my list or like five more things that I could be doing or should be doing but it's like you have to take that space Mm -hmm. you have to take that space I think it's so important for like so many people like not even just entrepreneurs to like have you like allowed yourself to just be you today and like Mm -hmm. and it's it's really not a priority yes I fully agree so much you we get to wear all the hats even in a normal job there's lots of hats to wear take one off for a second and put that childlike hat on and see what it feels like just for even a minute what do you want to do it gets to be up to you and it gets to be where you check in with your body and see what it wants because checking in with the body is important we know that through this podcast episode (laughs) like the take-home message is like be in your body yes safe I think that especially as women like we have so much like power in our bodies like that we have just given away for so long um Mm -hmm. and it's just full of wisdom like we are just like made to be these like cyclical creatures and we're just like designed for like to fucking bring life into the world like it's just and even if and even if you're like not called to be like a mother like it you still have that power within you and you still Mm -hmm. have this like mm, like this yummy juiciness that's just like waiting for that sounded sexual but like (laughs) I feel like it goes really well yeah but like in both but like yeah you get to play with your sexuality too and like sensuality and just like all the things and like no shame and no guilt around it yes especially I'm tapping more into that that power as a woman because you do go for a while where it's kind of taken in a way or you're just not yeah realize it and holy it is the best thing when you live with that cycle and that wisdom and knowing like women are badass we are freaking amazing yeah, we're like incredible. And for so long, we've been like deemed the weaker link, but like, mm-mm. Uh-uh. no, I know. I know that's not true. In my household, Josh, if you're listening, you know, that's true. <laughs> it's like, no, we have so much wisdom and like such a connection to the divine and like, and God and source energy, whatever resonates with you. It's like, if we just could harness that and like rewrite mm-hmm. that narrative of what it means to be a woman and what's possible for us, like as women or what it means like to be in our bodies, like yeah, be unstoppable, you know? Yes. Oh, we already are. The second we remember, we're unstoppable from yes. there on out. Like, it does doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't. It's like once that first yes, like building that awareness. It's like it's what you do with that awareness that really is like the the missing piece. It's like so many people are aware. It's like, yes. but have you actually, like, I like the way you said that. It's like, but have you actually remembered? And like, when I think of like awareness versus remembering, it feels like such a, a body experience, mm-hmm. like to truly like, mm, like sit back and remember. Yes. It brings it right into the body, which yeah. is, yep. Remembering. That's a good word. That's going to be the word for today that I'm going to yeah, bring it's like, everywhere. Yes. Your awareness is powerful, but your remembrance is like, the true absolutely <laughs> absolutely oh I just looked at the time and I'm like how have we talked already for this long okay well I'll let you do your self promo where can people find you Instagram all of the things website whatever you want to drop go for it yeah so Instagram is at I am Lainey Dent um and right now I'm taking applications for my one-on-one coaching program the divine assignment and basically it encompasses all the juiciness that we talked about on this podcast all about embodiment all about empowerment all about owning your story and coming home to yourself mind body and soul and living the life that we came here to live yeah not the life we think we're supposed to live but the life that we were destined for 
written in the stars. I love it so much. Oh yes. If you're feeling that pulling, that calling, make this be the first yes that you maybe say to yourself. Yes. This divine and you know, just the assignment that each of us have, like the unique, like calling and nature of all of us. Mm-hmm. it's the assignment that no one else can do but you so exactly so special oh thank you also for being here and yes, oh my God, it was so much fun oh thank you thank you mm, i just feel like that was such a nourishing chat and we covered so many different things oh i adore this woman she like i mentioned at the beginning of the episode just carries so much of that like down-to-earth energy that we need more of, that honest, authentic energy that we need more of. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I'm really excited for next week. It's going to be so juicy, so good, talking about my whole death and rebirth that I'm going through. I'm really excited to chat about it. Ah, I feel like already lit up about it. I might go record it right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone for listening. I love you all so, so much. And we will chat next week. Bye, guys.